Will gets the puck for Carrier. He gets stripped, taps the loose puck for Kessel. He scores! Kessel from below the goal line! Because one hour isn't enough. We welcome you back for hour number two of the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Knights grab it on the right wing side. Smith to the point. Petrangelo scores! Set up by Riley Smith. Chevrolet, Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios, and live at lbsportsnetwork.com with your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Stick town, drop the puck, let's go. Told you the other day, don't like these games against teams that are out of it. Panthers, desperate for production. Tonight, taking on the Ottawa Senators. Battle of Kachuk brothers in this one. And it's the Senators who lead the Panthers 2-0. Senators have scored... A uh, couple early in that one, Brady Kachuk and Eric Brandstrom uh, scoring there. And that is just one of those trap games or games that you you can't get around looking at, saying it could ruin my season. Did you see the video from from the game? Barkov hit someone on the Islanders or on the, on the Senators. Can't remember who it was. And the glass. From tonight? Yeah, fell into the crowd, and the the Senators players trying to grab it to prevent it from falling, but it didn't break. It just came unhinged and fell back. But I can't remember who it was for for the Senators that got hit. But I saw the video of it. I'm like, oh, interesting. Hey, two things to that. All right, you're chiming in here. You're supposed to be getting Elliot yeah, the phone. Went to voicemail. You're supposed I'm to be getting Darren Elliot on the call phone again. Yeah. Instead, you're chiming into this. <laughs> That's number one. Yes. Number two is I've been sitting with you for an hour plus doing live radio, sports talk radio. BGK Insider Show at Fox Sports Las Vegas. When the hell would I have a chance to see that play? Because you don't even have the TV on in here. That's what's going on. So you asked me a rhetorical question, I assume, because you know that I haven't been able to watch that game. I thought you were talking about a play from some other game. Unbelievable. Chapman's doing everything, but actually his job. On the show today. Like, he's tapped into the game. He's tapped into the action tonight. But he has no clue what he's actually doing on the show. Is that is that close to your job I, performance I, I, today? I was getting Darren Elliott up, so I didn't hear, I didn't hear what you said. You didn't hear, hear no, what I said? No, no. I, I heard Chapman is is a fantastic producer, and, and he's, he handles everything with without any type of issue. He's flawless on the board. Here's Darren Elliott with us. It's, it's unbelievable the stuff that I put up with. Just to be great. Just just to be exceptional. Okay, he, he said, this is Chris. I'm like, who's Chris? I know him as Chapman. Yeah. And he's trying to whisper into the into the phone. <laughs> I, I can, I'm watching him do this uh, as I'm going on my rant about his job performance. And, and I'll hear, hey, uh, Darren, this is, this is Chris. Are you ready? Are you, no, no it's, it's Chris. Are you, are you ready to go on the He was trying not to, to distract you. Yeah. No, he, that failed. Four years ago, when I started this show, the whole distracting oh. part of me. Hey, uh, you're you're an Olympian. You're a former National Hockey Leaguer. You have uh, played the position of goaltending. Yep. Th- this whole thing, and this is going to drive Shane Knighty crazy. That I'm going to bring it up right off the bat. But it's the only reason why I'm doing it is to drive Shane Knighty crazy. Four <laughs> goalies in four games, and they go four and zero. Never happened before in National Hockey League history. Why has Vegas been able to be so successful, no matter who's in net? Because the guys. Do matter who's playing in that. Sure. Well, first off, you have to give all the guys credit. So no matter where they were or what their situation was, they obviously put in the work. Right? So Laurent Brassois goes to Henderson, plays 23 games, 
doesn't even know if he's going to get a chance. Plays great, gets hurt, comes back, plays great again. So you got to give him full marks. And he goes down a lot. Yuri Patera, all the guys that, that you're talking about. Um, Logan Thompson comes back, was, was stellar. Uh, couldn't finish the game, unfortunately. But So the guys have all put in the work. But you got to give credit to the goalie coaches and the way they train and, and the relationships they have. Freddie Brathwaite with Henderson Silver Knights, Sean Burke with the Vegas Golden Knights. That's all part of it, too. And then the, the last piece is team game, it's, they're the, the reads are predictable or as predictable as hockey can get. And, and that has to do with, with what you're doing as a club defensively. And, and a lot of times when we say, oh, I'll keep them to the outside, it's like, yeah, but again, if you do it consistently, that means the goalies know where the shots are going to come from most of the time. And that's helpful. I have a dumb question for you. Why doesn't everybody play that way then? From well, a strategy, from a system Everybody standpoint. tries to, right? Okay. It's like, and sometimes it's, so you have to have a certain level of A, commitment and skill to be able to read off each other. It's more, it's more about reading, right? Um, who, when to go, when not to go, how far to go. Um, and you have to have a pretty good hockey IQ team to do that. The easier way is just play man-on-man all over the place, right? And that there's, there's not much teaching involved in that, but but it can be frenetic and it can lead to offense and that kind of stuff. Um, and it was what a lot of people learned how to play from the very beginning. It's not that effective, not really that efficient in my mind. Um, but somewhere between, and then between that and, and the way the Vegas Golden Knights are playing, there's that in between, right? It's, it's, it's like a man zone. So there's, there's not that many different ways to play. It's just how it's executed. It makes it look different. But do you believe that this is a goalie-friendly environment? If you're looking for proof, <laughs> you've got it here. Five guys have wins. Um, like we've talked about, you know that. We've talked about this. When you see five goalies play in a season for one team, typically that means it's a disaster. And it's been the exact opposite. Um, you're, you're leading the conference, your fourth best record, I think, in the National Hockey League. So, so lots of people are doing lots of things right, that's for sure. Sometimes I think that the system gets too much credit. Sometimes mm-hmm. I think the goaltender gets too much credit. I really don't know what the biggest factor is with what we've just witnessed. Uh, I, I would say, I mean, you, Edmonton Oilers game. Right, mm-hmm. five shots on the power play, and they're prolific on the power play. Scored once. That, what's that? Twenty-three shots on goal for the Edmonton Oilers on the home game. Um, at at even strength, five. yeah, that, that's pretty darn good. You can't play much better than that as a team defense. So, so if you're doing that consistently, that's the difference. If you then it helps everybody, not not just the goaltenders. Darren Elliott's with us on the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, former National Hockey Leaguer, former Olympian. Uh, Chapman uh, has a couple of questions for you about the Olympians, uh, Olympic performances and the experience. Not yet, Chapman. Just take a step <laughs> back, okay? I just wanted to let uh, let Elliott know that that's, that's coming. Uh, so, so Vegas uh, keeps winning. Who's more frustrated right now? Vegas, that they can't shake L.A., or L.A., who has points in 12 straight, can't catch Vegas. I don't think 
I, I don't sense a frustration here, and I wouldn't think that L.A. is that frustrated because they're playing so well, and they just got healthy last game. Uh, you know, Fiala comes back in, Dursey comes back in. Um, so they're about as healthy as they've been all year, so that would overshadow any any sense that they might have of frustration. Um, I just think it sets up great for uh, the April 6th game, uh, Kings here at the Fortress. So there's lots of good, lots of good hockey moments before the playoffs. Uh, still to be played. I think somebody should do a statue of Jonathan Quick and put it up in front of T-Mobile before that game. Just, just, just <laughs> made as a way to, or something. Yeah, made out of shaving cream. Something, something quick and easy. <laughs> yeah, just to be able to rub salt in 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 that rivalry, <laughs> add a little bit of extra zeal uh, to it. Uh, there's there's a couple of performances yesterday that uh, that stood out to me that didn't get a lot of play. Uh, ben Hutton coming back missed the last 21 games because he was a healthy scratch and goes in and plays the Edmonton Oilers. And what do you think of his, his game and uh, how impressive it was? Very impressive. Um, having been a guy that played uh, when I played, I had long stretches where of inactivity and then you, you know, you're asked to come in and play and nobody really, nobody really cares. Uh, quite frankly, when fans show up, well, Ben Huntington, okay. No one knows it. It's been 21 games and all the hours put in. They just want to see the – they're just judging you in the moment. And um, good on him. He, he went in, uh, played solidly, uh, played his game. You saw him join the rush a couple times, uh, take a couple of uh, shots from the point that, that, uh, with a purpose. So um, that's why he's in the National Hockey League. That's, that's a rare and unique ability to be able to do that, with a smile on your face and be effective when your get, number gets called. And then up front, uh, you have the movement in and around the absence of Riley Smith. Keegan Colasar pops in. Uh, that's a challenge because you're facing uh, two of the best players in the world, and you are going to get matched up against Connor McDavid because that's what uh, uh, Woodcroft wants to do uh, with the Edmonton Oilers. But uh, Michael Amadio, too, has, has shown me some growth throughout this season where he's been, uh, at times, the target of the head coach and, and uh, been singled out for his play and continually comes back and has good stretches afterwards to the point that he's a pretty consistent player. Well, and that's, that's the challenge, right? That's the coach trying to get, see what he has, first of all, in a player, then trying to get the most out of that player. When, and then it's like, how does the player respond? And by and large, now, uh, you know, Michael Amadio has moved up and down. He's become, he's become a utility player, which gives him more opportunities to stay in the lineup. The more opportunities you can have to, you know, you're not just one-dimensional. You're, you've proven the, you've gained the, the coach's confidence at this level. Then on that, in in that situation, on that line, um, good on him. And then he has a goes out and has a career year in terms of scoring goals. So it's it's the student and the teacher, and uh, both get full marks for for how that's worked out so far this year. You know, we're closing in on the end of the regular season. Uh, it hasn't happened yet, but Vegas is poised to clinch uh, this week. It would mark the first time that Jack Eichel will be on a team that's headed towards the Stanley Cup playoffs. Yeah. He doesn't look like he's shying away from this expectation based on his play yesterday, which wowed oh. you. Well... It did wow me, and, and you know, I don't mean to say it that way. Like we've never seen it before. We've seen fantastic play from Jack, even even when he wasn't here. But to me, that game epitomized against 
again, it's against a divisional opponent on the road, um, the biggest name uh, in the sport, in Connor McDavid. And to me, that was the best that I can remember. I mean, my, my you know, wonky memory, it was just a really good example of how far he evolved as a player, as a the old, what we say now, a 200-foot player. He played a complete hockey game. He had three points, absolutely, but it was all the other stuff that goes, and it doesn't seem forced. It seems part of it now. It seems more routine that when you don't have the puck, this is where you're supposed to be. When this happens, this is what I have to do. Um, I just thought he was fantastic. Do you remember the word that Bruce Cassidy used last night after the game? Because the, he, he captured it perfectly. It wasn't committed. It wasn't hungry. It wasn't uh, pace. There, there was another uh, adjective that, uh, that Bruce Cassidy threw out that summarized what Jack Eichel was yesterday because he was fast. He was engaged. He finished. Uh, he was yeah. passionate. Uh, it, it, it covered all of it. And that was a game, uh, I, I think you said it to me in midway through the second period, our game is so great when you have the stakes that were uh, on the yeah. line yesterday Today, and and then great athletes and great coaches and strategy to, to complement it. And when there's a little bit of bite to it. Bite, yeah. Uh, right? I, I mean, I've always said I like my hockey hard, um, and, and those kinds of games bring it out naturally, organically. Um, the stakes are high. The competitiveness is off the charts. And guys aren't playing cheap. They're just playing really rugged-style hockey. And when you combine that with the skill and speed, uh, I don't think there's a sport that can touch it. I'm a little biased, <laughs> but but I just I love. I mean, I just, I just love games like that. We're going to see so many more over the next couple months. Do you think that's as close as Jack's ever been to a playoff type atmosphere in a National Hockey League game? You know, I'd have to. You know, I'm sure there were some games down the stretch last year, but again, he was just coming back from major surgery. Um, it's hard the, to weigh in there, and in thumb. Buffalo, I, yeah. I don't can't remember when it was ever, you know, how close they ever were coming down the stretch. It, it, to me, it, they were never that close with with the Sabers. So, so probably, I mean, it'd be a better question for Jack than me. But, but again, those are the kind of games, regardless if you've won a Stanley Cup or not been to the playoffs, that you like to play as an athlete, plain and simple. Well, I would ask Jack, but Jack's not taking my calls right now, so I'm, <laughs> I'm going to put it towards you. Chapman can get him. Jack, this is Chapman. <laughs> Jack, it's, uh, it's Chris. Uh, can you come Jack, on the radio with us? Uh, ready? This would be this would be a great time for you to, to come on the, the radio. Um, everybody should know that, uh, that that Elliot and I have a blast working together. He, uh, I calm him down. Make once every two hundred days, and then he calms me down uh, all the time. Uh, but you were mean to me yesterday, and I want to get this off my chest. You were you were across the line with me yesterday, calling me a nerd. What you let's face it. Let, let, I don't know how many hours like you do lots of prep. More more prep than most. That's why you're so good. But you must have put in some extra hours. You must have had some free time. Because you had more stats and you're you were coming up with numbers. And it's like, okay, that's really interesting, but there might be a point of overkill. You just yeah. were you were on you were really kind of geeking out on it. No, I you know what I went home after that and I told Jen that uh that I overdid it. Because if <laughs> if, if 
Elliot's <laughs> making fun of me with too many stats. That means I've got too many numbers out there and not enough conversation, and i got to pull it back. But I was so excited about doing it. And tomorrow's an ESPN game. I knew we weren't going to be able to do tomorrow in the back half of the home at home. I was just so excited about doing like a marquee game uh, in the, the late goes of the regular season. And I was with my buddy. And we're in Studio 31. <laughs> it was awesome. And I was jacked up. And uh, yeah, I overdid it. And, you and then, are, you, but, then you called me the out. Good news is, but the good news is the game lived up to, to all of our expectations. Yes. And the, and the uh, action took over. And buried the numbers after after a very quick uh, first period. Um, I think I know the answer to this question, but should uh. Vegas recall Isaiah Seville and try and go five for five tomorrow night? Uh, probably not. Okay. Just I, I, yeah. Just thought I thought, well, they already got the record. I'm just wondering right. whether you want to pad the the record, make it uncatchable. Or something like that. <laughs> but and, but it, the reason why I'd like it to do, to happen is because uh, it would drive Shane completely around the bend. <laughs> like he was he was not happy with me today. No, because you were talking about goalie records. And yeah, stuff? yeah, yeah. He's like, we stop talking about that. Just because you uh, you just, just uh, geek it out. And who cares? <laughs> It was a pretty good nugget. i got to be honest. Was that was a good, good one. Hey, uh, thank you for doing this. Uh, say hi to oh, Meredith yeah. and Jillian, and, uh, and have a great uh, – what, what are you doing tonight? Are you doing any meetings? Because you do a lot of USA hockey stuff uh, as well and USA minor yeah, hockey Yeah, just uh, we, we just looking at uh, different scheduling software packages at the rink with uh, Andrew Stewart. Oh, that's going to be exciting. Stuff. Exciting, huh? packages. Wow. <laughs> If I'm Andrew Stewart, I'm putting my goalie mask on and I'm banging my head against the desk. Yeah, that. well, he called the meeting, so oh, there did? you go. Huh. Ask Stewie <laughs> how he played on Saturday night. He had ice time, uh, so ask him how he did. I will. Okay. Uh, All right. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, good. You. There's Darren yeah, Elliott. Yep. Our uh, good buddy uh, from Fox Sports Las Vegas uh, does the call with Van Duva on Thursday in San Jose. And he's with me all the time in the studio uh, with uh, AT&T Sportsnet. One of the rest. You, you, you didn't, uh, sorry, I, we, we ran along there. Yeah, yeah. You didn't get a chance to ask him, but what were you going to bring up with him? Well, they played the, the Red Army mm-hmm. in the medal round. Unfortunately, they lost, right? 4 nothing. You're but talking 1984 Olympics. 84 Olympics. Olympics. Yeah. So... I guess the question I would have asked him is, how do you prepare like playing a team like that, knowing the track record, the history? And I know that they had lost the year before, so they were kind of on a mi- or four years before, so they were definitely on a mission four years later. So mentally, how do you prepare for a team like that, knowing full well that those guys are going out there to try to throttle you? Now, Team Canada had a pretty good program. Yeah, yeah, they, uh, good team. Didn't didn't win during that era of non-professionals, but uh, had a, had a pretty good long-lasting program. Great head coach in, in Dave King. I look I at the roster. I don't there, think anybody, some... nobody was intimidated. Yeah, beyond knowing that they they the other team, the Russian Red Army, had more talent. Yeah, but you're hoping that you can have that one game, kind of like the U.S. did. Like that was one in a trillion. Yeah, to be honest, uh, you're hoping that it's one in. The other, the other cool aspect million. of A4 Olympics is the figure skating because there were there were some big-time stars who came out of there. Torval and Dean, mm-hmm. Katarina Vitt, who, mm-hmm. who to this day I, I am still madly in love with. And uh, She asks about you all the time. I'm sure she does. She does. Scott Hamilton. She, she, oh, Scotty Hamilton. Is, well, he's been on the show. Yes, I know. Scotty Hamilton's yes. been on this program. Yes, I know. A legend. What was the deal with Scotty Hamilton? We had trouble connecting to he, him because he didn't, he, he didn't think that... He was supposed to be on the program, yes, or yeah, we didn't something, think that 
was it you? I, it was I, something to do with you. Yeah, there was some kind of miscommunication. What did you do there? Oh, boy. Oh, I don't... you were supposed to call him, and you didn't know it was that Scott yes. Hamilton. <laughs> That's what know. it was. <laughs> That's yeah. what it was. And, and so Scott Hamilton phoned. This is a true he story, ladies in. and gentlemen. He called in, yes. Scott Hamilton was supposed to be on the VGK Insider Show because they had a skate-a-thon over at Lifeguard Arena. And we had it all set up, Scotty Hamilton. But I hadn't told Chapman, a miscommunication on my part. I hadn't told Scott uh, uh, that uh, that he was going to be call- calling in and talking to Chapman. And I hadn't told Chapman that Scott was going to call in. This really happened. Yes. I swear. So Scott, Scott calls in. Chapman picks up the phone randomly because it's in, in a segment that we're not taking phone calls. And it's Scott Hamilton <laughs> going, Scott Hamilton, uh, I'm supposed to come on the radio. And Chapman says, no. I don't know anything about Scott Hamilton. Yeah, uh, no, it's Scott Hamilton. I'm supposed yes. to come on the the radio show. No, uh, I, I don't. I don't have that. Uh, sorry, you got the wrong number. H- yes, hangs yes. up on Scott Hamilton. And he, and he was so nice when he called back. Uh, the, the, and so we had him on the next day <laughs> and laughed about it. Yes, that's, that's what it was. That's you exactly you hung up. Yeah, on I'm, Scott like, Hamilton. I'm like I'm like uh, nobody told me anything about Scott Hamilton. <laughs> I thought it was a prank call. I didn't know. I didn't know. And and obviously when partly I partly my fault. I I, I should have known when. As soon as I heard the voice, I knew it was him. Yeah. But yet something was like, oh, Scott Hamilton, why is he calling? Like, <laughs> he's not a hockey it player. It is out of context. Yeah, it was, it was kind of random. But, yeah, he. I mean, that, that 84 Olympics, I mean, they, they there were some big-time stars. Scotty went gold then? Yeah, yeah. Torval and Dean. I remember when they were doing their tour, like ice capades type mm-hmm. thing, when I was a kid. And I wanted to see them so bad because I thought they had cool names. Because you thought Katarina was part of the show? I was hoping. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's get to uh, some sound from today's practice. Uh, Bruce Cassidy speaking to the media regarding a bunch of different things. Uh, talking about the injuries at the forefront and uh, what the status is. And then getting into uh, a little bit about uh, where their game is at right now compared to what he would like to see. And it sounds pretty close. Here's Bruce Cassidy this morning at City National Arena. Uh, I didn't know what it would be to be honest with you so I don't know if I have a good answer for that uh, he's not on the ice yet so I said I, I've always felt once they get back on I always have a better answer for you so um, is he going to get back on the ice yes I just I don't have a date I don't know if it's related but it's still lower body so Two, uh, they both probably have one to do with the other, to be honest with you. But. How hard has it been to not keep your fit? Well, he hasn't been out. That's right. right. That, that, you answered your own question there, right? He's been good. Uh, good fit. I don't know if I cut you off. If you want to, you know, you can keep going, but um, he's earned the right to play every night. Um, having said that, I think. It's a good problem to have because Paul doesn't necessarily deserve to come out of the lineup either. We just had to make a call. So he's played well for us too. They're different players. I just think Pav up there has been a real good fit. So why mess with it until he shows us he can't play? You talked about him a lot in the back to training camp. Just, is it more than just his scoring? That yeah, he's good defensively. He's bought into how we want to play in his own zone. He's, his dot line coverage is excellent. Slot help is excellent. He's got a good stick. Um, so yeah, it's more than just the scoring. It's been a good fit for where we lack um, on the power play, which is, leads to scoring, obviously. But uh, no, I think he's complimented uh, Carly and Smitty well in terms of they can play against anybody because they're all cerebral, good cerebral defensive players. That's where 
probably the biggest surprise. I guess you don't know that until the guy's thrown in there, and he's done a really good job with that. These last few games, you obviously want to find your, your game heading into the playoffs. How close do you think you guys are to playing the league? Uh, those are always tough to answer because the next game it'll go, you know what I mean? It'll go sideways or something. So, uh, I, you know, we're not where we want to be exactly, but we find ways to win, and I love that about our group. Um, it's not like, well, if the power play doesn't score, we can't win, or if we can't kill a penalty, we can't win, or if we don't get great goals. Like, it's a, a different thing to me. It's whatever's needed that night, we seem to find a way um, to get to the finish line. So that's what I like about our group. Can we, we can tidy up a lot of different things, get more consistent, get out of ruts quicker. I think there's a lot of the, that where we can get closer to 60 minutes. But there's no one area I say that's horrible, that we, you know, we can't, we're not going to survive. I, I think all parts of our game can be can be solid it's just they're not always solid at the same time if that makes any sense and that that's what we're trying to get to you had teams in the past where maybe you're not winning games in the exact formula you want to but they find ways and, and how is that working yeah i think we did it last year the second half we found a lot of ways to win we, we changed our lines in boston moved some people around asked more out of certain guys gave more responsibility um we had both goalies playing. They weren't hurt. No one was hurt, but we alternated. And we had Tuka in the mix, actually, a third one. So we did, dealt a bit with the lack of maybe practice time that sometimes you have with three. So, um, But I don't know if any team's ever going to be truly the exact, you know what I mean, sort of the, the exact same thing. I think our health of our defensemen has really helped us the second half this year. I can point to that and say that's one consistent thing. that. The, the six guys have been in the lineup pretty much every night till last um, last game, and they'll be back tomorrow. And I think that's given us real consistent, solid. Uh, we know we're getting out of that group every night, um, and that's helped our goalies, whoever's come in, to, to be to know that you know what they have in front of them. You said not not horrible in any area, but is there are there areas you feel like you're always good in? Boy, I think our slot uh, coverage is very good. I think it's we, we've rarely break down there over and over. Um, the other night against Edmonton, I thought we did a really good job in that area. We we had a turnover on the first goal that led to a transition attack. And they found the backdoor play, and we had another turnover on the third goal. I don't even know if it was a turnover. It was a bouncing. It was a bouncing puck that you know we missed or whatever. So uh, I thought where we didn't defend the slot was on their power play goal, yet we had three guys sticks right there. I mean, I watched it over and over. And it's like, <laughs> it's hard to find fault with McDavid threads the needle and then it's a, such a quick release that, I don't know, I thought our coverage wasn't bad. So um, I think that part of our game is very good. I think our reloads are really good, have been really good this second half. Our forwards determination to get back into the play, they're never out of the play, uh, has been excellent as well. Um, rush game has been good all year. I think we can score off the rush consistently. Saw Marshall's goal is a good example of that. Um, and I think we've converted some, even though two on one, sometimes you're, you're, like if you miss, you're always like, oh, I should have shot, whatever. But I think we're pretty good in converting those. And again, we got another one the other night. So that part of our game, our rush attack has been fairly consistent as well. Uh, I don't know if I'm surprised. I mean, he's a good player in this league. He's just not a, 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 a say, a well-known one because we know, you know what I mean. He's not one of the stars. So 
is not a household name, I guess. Um, I watched him in Pittsburgh, did a great job in that role, and he's done it here. So um, I'm glad it, you know, it's worked out, and he's coming with an, you know, just come ready to play every night. Some guys takes a while to get acclimated. That might be their personality. He seems to be fine that way. Um, it's funny to say that it's easier. Look at Pav; he's gone up, and played in skill role, and adjusted well. So I guess I'm maybe I'm wrong on that to, to say that it's easier sometimes when you're a bottom of the, the lineup guy. Uh, I just assumed it would be because there's not as much expectations on you offensively. But uh, he's done a good job too. It's it's helped us a lot. Barbashev's another one to put. Like you know, we're fortunate. Every one of these guys has come in and just you know gone about their business, done their job. I'd put quick in that category too. <clears throat> Yeah, he's doing a good job. I mean, we want to see a little more ozone puck possession out of that line. Um, you know, they're not a, a, the line that's going to generate on the rush as much as the other lines. They're more forecheck oriented. So if we can hold on to a few pucks down low, hopefully they can get more offense for themselves. Um, I think from game to game they have. The other night they didn't as much, yet they did a really good job shutting down McDavid's line when they had to go back to their own end. That's a matchup they were looking for. We're okay with it. We trust our guys just made it hard on them to have to play. You play against elite players all night in your own end, like, you know, it's demanding. They did a great job, so they could help themselves by tomorrow by being, if that's the matchup that ends up happening, just controlling the puck a little more. I think that's how you beat and frustrate Edmonton anyway, by playing in their own end below the circles. I think Nick Wap had an outstanding night with that. Their line did a real good job with it, not because he scored in overtime, but just playing that way most of the night against, against them. There's Bruce Cassidy this morning at City National Arena. Also talked about uh, the goaltending, four goalies, four games, four wins, and uh, had a couple of really cool things to, to talk about. It. And said, the, the guys are just, they're used to it now. It's between last year and this year, and he was, mentioned he wasn't around here uh, last year, but the idea that they just go out and they play. Now, there, there's a lot of it is on the athlete going in and, and getting it done, but... The under-appreciated um, aspect is the players in front and not letting it get to them and not playing too conservative, conservative, uh, not uh, losing your game plan and trying to cover up for any potential uh, opening for the other team. When you've got a goaltender that's never played in the National Hockey League before in Yuri Patera, who's won a couple of games, uh, a goaltender who you know but hasn't played at all this year, up until that point in Laurent Bressois. And then two goaltenders coming off injury. Three, actually, when you consider Aiden Hill missed time, is out again. Logan Thompson missed six weeks to the day, is out right now, but played great. The team played really well. And Bressois, who's coming off uh, his his own injury and has posted another victory. Uh, Bressois now, four starts this year, 2 and 2 you start looking at numbers and you appreciate it even more what they've done. Like the Jonathan Quick record is staggering given everything that was talked about at his acquisition from the Los Angeles Kings. I'm convinced he'd figured some stuff out because he was playing better before the trade. That was certainly the case. And there are some wins in there. But since he's come over, I don't know whether it's the freedom. Uh, I don't know whether it's trying to stick to the man. I, I, I haven't had a chance to sit down and really get into it with him. 
But the performance on the ice and then going in and playing mop-up and securing that victory in Calgary, it's it's been exceptional. It's like they, they can't make a, a wrong choice right now is basically what it comes down to. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of fun to, yeah. to to be a part of though to see it because I mean we got to see the debut of Yuri Patera. He got to play home in front of his family and in front of his friend, and that that's pretty cool because he played really well. And then it's like, all right, kid, you're going back down to Henderson, and it's like it's it's always funny because you always hear the next man up mentality. I never really thought about that pertaining to goalies. But yet here we are. The goalies even have that next man up mentality, and and it's kind of fun to be a part of and see and 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 be around. Well, and, next and, man up mentality works, Chapman, if there's talent there. Yeah, and the next man, next person, next athlete has the potential to do it. Yeah, but very rarely. If if you're talking goaltending, you get to a certain level within a single organization, and there's a drop off there. Yeah, it, it and this organization, like even if you look at the guys who are in the pipeline, like the kid in Sweden, who who, who has played really well mm-hmm. in in the Swedish league, and then obviously Seville, he's he's playing well in, down in where where he's at, and and it's 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 strange. It's like the blue line and goalies. This this organization has that covered. They've and they've always even even guys that are no longer part of the organization, like Dylan Ferguson, he played well in, in his. Debut. Well, against... I think there's some of that goes to to Freddie and yeah, and that's that's cool though. Like like it, it, it really shows that that these guys are, are are on top of it. But but when you get five six deep in an organization, I'm sorry, it's not supposed to happen like this. <laughs> it's a beautiful beautiful story. You mean to tell me they're not supposed to pull up the goalie who was in the ECHL and he he comes not, in and wins? It's not supposed to happen. There, there's a reason why. How old is in the National Hockey League? What's that? How, How old is it? Hundred and what? Three, four years old. It's old. One hundred and ten years old. That's yeah, a long. That's it's been around a it's while. It's a long time. Yeah. <laughs> Never before in the National Hockey League has what occurred with the Vegas Golden Knights last week happened. When you and Darren talked Never about that, ever happened before. I, I was on the couch with my wife, and you guys were talking about it, and I had to explain to her just how unbelievable. That, that this record is because even, like I, I'm trying to envision like even during times of war, like guys going off to fight there, this didn't happen, right? Organizations lost no. players. And, and, and it's like to think that in, in 110 years, we've never seen anything like this. That's why, that's why I love baseball when, when statistics like that are, are brought out well, because I reached out to the national hockey league stats department. They, they have this great resource uh, for the broadcasters. And we're allowed to fire questions if if we've got something on our mind. And I asked them, because everybody forgot about the Patera start against Columbus. It was three different goaltenders and three road games on the trip. But when you took it back to the, the game before the road trip, was Patera starting. So I asked NHL Stats, when was the last time a team started four different goalies in four games? And they said, well, it's actually not that uncommon. San Jose did it earlier this year. They didn't the, win the, four. The record is five different goaltenders in five games, but a bunch of times it's happened four different goaltenders start in four different games. But then the bottom of the response was, and by the way, no team has ever started a goalie, a different goalie, in four straight games and won all those games. So I, this is what I'm doing during, during the course. I let Gosher know, and I let the TV producer know. 
but I didn't mention anything in the pregame show other than four different goalie in four games. Uh, I didn't mention anything during the second intermission when it's a tie game, the possibility. I sat on it. I didn't even tell my producer, who does the pre-post and the intermission, until they scored in overtime. Because I didn't want to be that person to get people thinking down that path, yeah. create this graphic and everything. And you, then, you don't want to end then, up in Stephanie's doghouse. Hey, a little bit of that going on. Yeah, There's, yeah. There was a little there, bit of there, that you going were, on. You were thinking about her and Rita while, I, while you were sitting on that I stat. was like, I, I don't want to get... Because doing the graphic takes some some work. So I I had it ready, the text. And as soon as Nick walked, because I thought it was going to go to a shootout uh, at, at that point. Although Evan has gone to a shootout this year. That's bizarre, right? How is that's it? That's strange. So as soon as Nick Waugh scored, I said to the producer, there's something coming through for you. I sent it. And they did a good job getting it on. But four different goalies, four games, and one all four. Hasn't happened ever. In the National Hockey League, there's a little history uh, for you. Uh, we got some one-timers. It's going to be a short one today uh, on Fox Sports Las Vegas. What do we got uh, for tickets today? Yeah, we got two pairs for a huge, huge game against the L.A. Kings. It seems like they're all big games, but we gave away a bunch for Edmonton. So we two pairs? One, well, two tickets. Okay. So one pair of tickets for tickets. Thursday, the 6th of April, 7 p.m. Which could be Jonathan Quick oh. against the Los Angeles Kings. Uh, I think Gibbs you want to go to that one. Caller number, I hate to do this to you, 32 in honor of Jonathan Quick. A 702-876-1340. You call, you get through. You're probably not going to win right away, but keep calling. Caller number 32 to 702-876-1340. we got one-timers coming up on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Carlson left corner. Centered one-timer score! It's time for one-timers. One-timers. Quick looks at some of the biggest stories of the day on the VGK Insider Show. Believe it or not, a sponsor for this segment. It's the most anticipated segment in two hours of Sports Talk Radio. In I Las look Vegas. forward to it every day. I know. Come on. I'll split the profits with you. We'll go ahead and sell this thing. We'll make a boatload of cash. We should. Chapman. We should. Yeah. Uh, clinching scenarios for tonight. It's kind of coming to a close because this is Eastern Conference based stuff. Toronto Maple Leafs uh, do not play today, but will clinch a playoff berth if the Florida Panthers lose to the Ottawa Senators in any fashion. Florida Panthers losing to the Ottawa Senators right now late in the second period. So Toronto can clinch tonight if that score holds up. Panthers with a couple of disappointing performances lately. I'm rooting for them. New York Rangers, who do not play, who do not play Monday, will clinch a playoff berth if the Buffalo Sabres lose to Montreal in any fashion and the Panthers lose to the Senators in regulation. Well, you got the Panthers losing to the Senators in regulation, but Buffalo has the lead on the Montreal Canadiens. So those are your clinching situations for the Toronto Maple Leafs and the New York Rangers. Uh, congratulations to Ryan Fanti. Doesn't ring a bell, does it? No. 23-year-old Edmonton Oilers goaltending prospect scored a goal for the ECHL's Fort Wayne Comets on the weekend. Yes. Didn't lob it over everybody. Stopped behind the net and went between the four-checker and the net. It could have went in. It bounced off the four-checker and in, uh, but it didn't. And went all the way down. It was more like what you'd normally see, and it landed just past the blue line, and uh, his own blue line, and slid all the way in. And he did the whole celebration with his team and then down the bench. Everything. <laughs> but here, here's what measures up to it. Leonardo Requina in the Chilean Professional Soccer League 
scored a goal this weekend, but he scored on a goalie. The, it was late in time. Goaltender was playing up. Oh. It was a goal kick. The longest soccer goal ever. It was just inside the crease area, like four feet in from the goal line. So the goalie for the other team was out of position. Was out of position. The ball went up. He out, The goalie actually made a mistake. He outkicked his teammates. It bounced and then over the opposition goaltender and in. That is phenomenal. He scored on a goal longest soccer goal ever. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to Google a few things I when I get out of here. It's not often that yeah. I get a step up on you. Yeah, I have not seen that. Now Allison Becker for Liverpool, the goalie. Don't one up me on I, this. I have to, he Don't. scored he scored on a corner kick on a header a couple of years ago. It's a couple of years ago. Yeah. I'm talking I, like I mean, right no, now. But goalie goals in soccer are so no, rare, so it's it's cool. No, you lose. Those are one-timers uh, <laughs> for this Monday, March 2nd on Fox Sports Las Vegas. When the guy wouldn't stop talking, we had no choice but to give him his own segment. It's time for Catching Up with Chapman. Oh, Christopher. Hi, Darren. So some people may know that I, I'm... The producer on a Sunday morning show here on Fox Sports Las Vegas at a line every Sunday, 8 to 9. And we had a conversation yesterday, and I felt pretty confident about the, the, the what I said. But after listening to you and Darren Elliott speak, I, maybe I don't feel so confident about it. So the comment I made was I was asked who, who should be in net for the Golden Knights. And my or does it matter who's in net for the Golden Knights? And my my answer was no i i, I don't totally think it does I, I see but my but my my That's reasoning disrespectful is respectful to the athletes no 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 no. i'm not let me explain so okay. it wasn't so much that these guys aren't good what i'm saying is they've all played so well and the team has played so well in front of them it's hard for me to say that one player doesn't deserve to be in there because they've all been so good none of them have given you a reason to say you know what? This guy doesn't deserve to play. That guy. If not for injuries, I don't know who would be in net right now because all four, and I'll put Peter in there, although I don't think he's going to be considered for the playoffs, but the four guys, Hill, Brossois, Thompson, and Quick, have been so good the entirety of the season in this uniform. I don't know how you tell two guys that you're not dressing for the playoffs because they've all been so good. I don't know who would sit. If everybody's healthy, I don't know. I don't know who would sit. I, who I, would I, play? It's it's one of those, and it's a great problem to have if you're Bruce Cassidy in the Golden Knights. But I mean, it's 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 like how do you how do you tell two guys? Eh, guess what? You guys have been good, but like Laurent Brossois, four games. You mentioned how good he's been, and it's a small sample size. But four games to me is good enough to determine whether or not a guy's good or not. Chappie, I've seen this before, where you have a few options in goal. Yeah. It's because nobody's any good. Yeah, it's and, it's and the, the total reason why opposite. you have options is you can't find one. Yeah, and I'll go back through. I don't know Edmonton against Carolina, that Stanley Cup final in the early two thousand, mid two thousands. Both teams were playing multiple goaltenders. That was Cam Ward's breakout. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And and Edmonton had Markinen and Rollison and Conklin and some were injuries, some were just trying to find. But nobody they were all okay, but nobody grabbed it along the way. But uh, uh, on a more uh, 
basic standpoint, you'll go through five or six guys in a year because they're all bad. Yeah. This, you can't decide. And you don't want to be changing guys, but somebody gets hurt, next guy up. Have Have you seen anything like this situation? Nope. nope. Never. Never. No. Never where they're all good. Yeah. I've seen a lot of the bad. But this is really impressive. What Persuas done, and no, not an ounce of being sour that yeah. he was in the American Hockey League for four months. That guy's attitude. I wish I had his attitude. I think we all do. Yeah. If you saw me with his attitude, your life would be a whole lot easier. I know. We need we need we need you to become more like Loren Brossois through osmosis. I think. But we don't want the flip side. We don't want him becoming more like me. No, no, definitely no. not. No. We'll take this the way it sits if he keeps playing like that. It's Fox Sports Las Vegas game day tomorrow.